Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside the UC Hill Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, we'll take a look at the Broncos head coaching search, what the latest reports are, and who has reportedly emerged as the Broncos' top candidate. All that and more coming up. Joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio to take a closer look at the head coaching search news is Broncos lead writer, Eric Delala. Eric, the waiting game continues. Yeah, more waiting. More uh, waiting. It's been waiting a quiet, continues. it's been a quiet week. Um, some reports still kind of swirling around, but said, I think by this point, a lot of people expected the Broncos to be doing second interviews um, to have people in the building. And uh, it's really been kind of quiet until, you know, Thursday mm-hmm. when uh, Nine News' Mike Kliss put out a report that uh, D'Amico Ryans is among the, the top candidates yep. um, for the job. And really, seeing that's the first thing we've heard since the first round of interviews ended last week. Yeah, it has been pretty quiet around here, Eric. You know, you mentioned Mike Kliss saying that D'Amico Ryans is going to has been one of the top candidates or is emerging as one of the top candidates. So what do you like about him and what do you think he'll add if he is the higher here? Yeah, I mean, it's um, D'Amico, I think, is not a guy that necessarily at the start of this search you would have expected um, to be at the top of the list just mm-hmm. because I think the Broncos were clear that while it wasn't, you know, a deal breaker, they were looking for somebody with head coaching experience. And right. so, you know, the names that came out right away were the the Sean Paytons, um, Dan Quinn, Frank Reich, who, of course, just got hired by yeah. Carolina, um, the first domino to fall there uh, in the coaching searches around the league. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh, of course, was mentioned from Michigan. So you, you looked at all these guys and um, you thought, OK, well, maybe one of these guys would have to really wow you in terms of an interview and their on-field performance. And, you know, it, it seems like that must have been what D'Amico Ryans did to to be considered you know, reportedly one of these top candidates. Um, the 49ers do have the best scoring defense in the NFL. Um, he's had a short tenure there. I believe this is just his second season, but obviously in his second consecutive NFC championship, worked with inside linebackers. Um, Fred Warner, obviously a, a really, really good player. And I think D'Amico Ryans himself, an inside linebacker, you see the mentality on that defense. They're physical, they're fast, um, they hit you hard. And, uh, you know, when you're looking at a head coach, and especially this Broncos team that I think could probably stand to be a little more disciplined, accountable, tougher. Um, those are the the traits that you see in this defense that I think could come to this Denver team. And so those things all stand out about D'Amico Ryans kind of when you first look at him. And, and yes, he would be the fourth consecutive first-time head coach for this organization. But I, I think if you see enough in him to decide, you know, hey, he's the best coach no matter what his experience is, then, then maybe it makes sense. I know Kyle Shanahan, he came out this week and said, you know, he had some high praise for D'Amico Ryans, gave him some strong endorsements, said that, you know, last year he thought he was really ready to be a head coach. So, you know, he more than deserves it this year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, again, he's a guy that is, you hear um, people talk about who are the best up-and-coming coaches. Right. And D'Amico Ryans has been on that list for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he just was named the uh some organization handed him assistant coach of the year. Right, yeah. Um, so clearly he's up there with the best of them. He'd be hiring another defensive guru. You know, he went from defensive with Vic Fangio to offensive with yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. Um, so this would be a swing back in the defensive uh, direction. But it, it's less to me about that. It's more about someone who can lead the entire football team 
And it sounds like from the people around him that he would be that type of guy. And you mentioned a little bit earlier, Frank Wright, he was the first, First to go in this head coaching cycle. I feel like this year things have been a little bit slow in this cycle. Yeah, I think that is. It's interesting. Um, I think technically it's it's about the same. The the Broncos yeah. announced and uh, the the Bears announced their two head coaches last year on on January twenty seventh. So we're we're still about okay. the same, same yeah. time frame. But I, I think slower. I think yeah. maybe the fact that Nathaniel Hackett was dismissed. Before the season ended, right. um, the coaching search and all the speculation started then. So I think maybe it just feels like a couple weeks longer. And then the mm-hmm. fact that there hasn't been a lot of action um, this week, at least from an outside perspective, it's it, it does seem like maybe it's gone a little bit long. But, um, you know, we'll see. A, a decision could come, I'd imagine, at any moment. Um, you'd think because the Broncos aren't, or, you know, at least from an external standpoint, from what we know, they're not doing second round interviews. Yeah. Um, I would imagine they're getting close to at least, you know, targeting somebody. Mm-hmm. And so you would think in the coming days that it's possible you hear an announcement. Um, and again, we're just kind of all guessing at this think, point yeah. because <laughs> you don't really know what's going on with the search committee. But mm-hmm. um, I would just say to people, be patient. The Broncos are doing their best, I'm sure, to, to find the right head coach, no matter how long it takes. And, and I do... I do imagine that this Frank Reich hiring will start to get things going a little bit because a team like Arizona, who was considering Frank Reich, well, now they've got to move on to somebody else. And, um, you know, Houston has to start getting things going. Um, Indianapolis is probably trying to figure out who do they want. So Mm -hmm. you've got you've got four teams left now looking to um, to hire coaches. And uh, I would imagine things will get going pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. Well, among some of the other candidates that have been reported reported, there's Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, you know, former Stanford head coach David Shaw, former Lions and Colts head coach Jim Caldwell, and, of course, Sean Payton. You know, Eric, just to start looking at Sean Payton, you know, it's kind of been reported that his candidacy seems to be, you know, losing a bit of steam here. Yeah, it's interesting. I think everybody first assumed, hey, it's going to be Jim Harbaugh, yeah. and then everybody assumed after that, okay, it's going to be Sean Payton. Um, and they're, you know – Part of it is the draft compensation, of course. I think you've got to decide if you're the Broncos, is it worth it um, to give up a you know, first-round pick has been floated around a lot. Is it worth it to give that up to get a coach? Or can you find a coach that is brings the same value without losing that draft capital or, or maybe better value? Um, and again, we don't know that Sean Payton is out of it by any means, but mm-hmm. you're right. There are a lot of reports last week that said, hey, he's, he's the front runner. He's in position to be hired. Um, you don't know where that's coming from. I mean, I... It does seem like the Broncos themselves have been uh, pretty tight-lipped and not a lot has come out of the organization, has mm-hmm. come out of UCL training center. So then you start to wonder, okay, well, where is this coming from? Some yeah. more reports um, this week that say, you know, maybe Sean Payton was worried about ownership. It just kind of conflicts yeah. with what was said last week by some of the same reporters that Sean Payton's really excited about the ownership group. So you wonder kind of what happened there. Um, but you're right, it, it does seem like maybe that's lost a, a little bit of steam. Doesn't mean it, it couldn't change, but kind of in this day-to-day cycle that we're in, um, it does seem, you know, there were reports that he was going to be here for an interview and then yeah. there were reports that that changed and, and yeah. it never got scheduled. So there, there was an errant report about hunting. I mean, there's been all sorts of stuff that has uh, gone on. And I think that's probably, you know, there's been all this silence and there's been this void. People are just People trying to, f- yeah. they're trying to figure things out. They're trying to, you know, throw stuff around and see what, what sticks. What sticks? And, yeah. um, so I, I think right now you've got to tune a lot of that out and, and just trust a process um, kind of as cliche as that sounds. Definitely. Well, two other guys I want to look at here is Dan Quinn and Jim Caldwell. 
both are reported to be also strong candidates for the position. What do you like about those two, and what do you think they'll add here? Yeah, I mean, both former head coaches, uh, so they add that experience. And again, I, I think that in a perfect world, someone having that experience is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Quinn took a team to the Super Bowl, two playoff appearances. Um, obviously, there you know he worked with Kyle Shanahan, and that's what got that team to the Super Bowl. Didn't go quite as well after Kyle left, but I, I do believe they made a playoff appearance without Kyle. So it's still possible to have success. Um, he's a player-friendly coach. Guys love him. Uh, has a really good defense right now in Dallas. Um, he would be a really strong hire, I think, and a really good option. And the same with Jim Caldwell, who you know has been the head coach of a pair of teams, really respected guy in this league, led the Colts to a Super Bowl appearance, um, You know, really did well with Detroit and was actually fired after a nine-win season, which kind of in retrospect with what they've gone through the last few yeah. years, you wonder, well, why was he ever let go? Um, he's been out of it a little bit in just in terms of the coaching world. I believe he had one season where he was an assistant in the league. Um, but since his last year, I believe 2017, you know, he hasn't, he's just had that one year. And so you wonder, well, is he going to want to jump back in full time after this half decade? Um, or, or what's his you know, ideal plan there? So two other strong candidates though, both with coaching experience and, and Cindy, right now, it's hard to rule anything out until we know yep. for sure. And until because we don't have, you know, if we had second round interviews and you could say, OK, well, these three guys are, are interviewing for the second time. You know, these are the three finalists. Right. We have no idea have who's no a idea. finalist. I mean, it's all kind of speculation media reports at this point. We're all just trying to, to make our best guess. Well, hopefully we'll know sooner than later. I hope so. Eric, just a couple more here for you. Whoever it is that ownership does hire, what do you think the you know next head coaches, I guess, first order of business should really be when they get here? Yeah, I mean, it's got to start with the staff, right? Yeah. I, I think the importance of putting together a really good staff was underlined, um, emphasized. You know, it was clear this year because mm-hmm. I, I do think Nathaniel Hackett put together a staff that especially on the offensive side of the ball – at the beginning, you know, it changed a little bit when you brought Jerry Rosberg in to help manage the clock. But at the beginning, it was very inexperienced staff. And not to say there weren't guys with NFL experience. We had a first-time offensive coordinator in Justin Outen, had a first-time head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think experience on the coaching staff is important. Yeah. Now that depends. If you hire a guy like Sean Payton or Dan Quinn, maybe it's less important and you want, or Jim Caldwell, and maybe it's less important and you want to bring in some young guys around to kind of bring the energy up. If it's a, you know, a D'Amico Ryans, like Mike Kliss is reporting, could potentially happen mm-hmm. um, as one of the favorites. Right. I do think that experience would be important. And especially if it's a defensive-minded guy like a Quinn, a D'Amico Ryans, right. the offensive coordinator is critically important right. because, you know, you're not going to – those guys are not going to be, I don't think, intimately involved in the offensive yeah. scheme and the play calling, obviously. So they'll help with the fourth down decisions, I would imagine, but they're not – um, determining the scheme. And so you've got to find somebody there that works. And um, it's not always easy to put together a staff. I mean, last year we saw Nathaniel Hackett. I think he had ideas of who he wanted. Mm-hmm. There were reports that Adam Stenovich in Green Bay, yeah. Luke Getze, that he wanted yeah. those guys as his OC. It didn't work out that way. Right. And so it's a difficult process. Um, I would think that if it is a first-time head coach like a D'Amico Ryans, George Payton would be there to provide support. Uh, maybe Greg Penner as well. Right. If it is a more experienced coach like a Dan Quinn, a Jim Caldwell, a Sean Payton, they probably know what they're doing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the staff is the first thing you got to figure out. And you know, since we talk about, hey, when is this going to happen? Yeah. 
an advantage to getting it done sooner rather than later is you can get that staff going because True. you don't want to be available. Yeah, you don't want to be the last team to put that staff together from a position group standpoint. And then also you look around the league. I think at one point there were nine to ten teams that were looking for new offensive coordinators. Yeah. Um, a similar number looking for new defensive coordinators. You want the best at that spot. At wh- whatever scheme you decide you want to run, mm-hmm. you want the best at that spot. And so the longer you wait, you worry, oh, well, is this guy going to get you know snapped up by this team? And so um, it'll be crucial that as soon as the new head coach is in place, they start working on that staff. Well, outside of you know putting the staff together, what do you think's next on the list? Maybe getting that relationship going with Russell Wilson? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, you know, there's certain rules, I think, about what you can talk about in terms of football versus non-football, right. but obviously um, non-football stuff is good and, you know, have these conversations, get to know Russell, um, certainly diving into the film and seeing what he did well over those last two weeks yeah. earlier in the season. What can we do to, to replicate that, to see more of the old Russell Wilson, quote-unquote? Um, and, and I think just connecting with all the players and, and setting – an understanding of this is what the culture is going to be. And it doesn't matter what it was like a year ago or two years ago or, or guys like Justin Simmons who have been here for a long time and yeah. seen this will be, what, his fifth different head coach. I mean, you've got to set an understanding. This is going to be different. This is how we're going to do things here. This is going to be the culture um, of accountability, of discipline. And in my mind, you know, it's you can say that that starts team meeting number one in April or whenever the guys come back. But I think you've got to set that – with the staff, how you interact in the building with people, mm-hmm. how you challenge um, the people around you to work, to scout guys for free agency, for the draft. I mean, I would imagine that, you know, depending on who the coach is, it'll change, I would imagine, their involvement in terms of the final roster, say, but right. they're going to be involved in some way. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's important to start getting that culture set immediately so that the, by the time the guys get here in April, you can tell, hey, it's different around here. And, um, you know, said for there are things that I really enjoyed about Nathaniel Hackett, but I think it's clear things need to be different from the way they were the last several years. And so whoever you bring in, you got to get started on that right away. I agree. Yeah, I like that. Build the culture from the get go. Yep. All right. Well, we'll keep on waiting and see what happens. Hopefully we'll know something sooner than later, but appreciate your time always, Eric. You got it, Sid. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Broncos Now, Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow the Broncos Podcast Network on Twitter and the Denver Broncos YouTube to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. I will see you right back here next week for another one.